This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You're listening to the Happy as a Mother podcast. Welcome to day three of letting go of mommy shaming guilt. If you've been tracking with us so far, you know that we've covered in the first episode the difference between shame and guilt. Yesterday, we talked about in day two our shame triggers and where this shame really comes from. And today, we are going to talk about recognizing shame, and we also have a worksheet for when we're starting to sink into that shame feeling so that we can calm the shame storm. Sound like a plan? We're going to get right to it. So buckle up. We're going to dive on in. Welcome to the Happy as a Mother podcast, where we are dedicated to helping you cope with the load of motherhood. I'm your host and registered psychotherapist, Erica Jossa. Let's work together in letting go of shame and guilt accepting where we are in our journey, and moving towards becoming the women we want to be. We will hear from experts, learn practical tips, and listen in on honest conversations. Please note that the information shared in this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not replace the advice of your healthcare provider. Okay, let's dive in. Welcome back to day three. I'm so happy to have you all tracking along with me. So we've discovered the true feeling behind mom guilt is actually shame. And now we know how to identify the triggers. But it's important to talk about what to do when you're really caught up in the shame storm. And I'm going to share a couple of examples to really paint the picture for you of what that shame storm looks and feels like. So we know the top two shame triggers for women are mothering and body image. So I'll share a couple of both, some examples, both from my own life and those I've heard from others, to really show you how shame creeps in in the most subtle and ordinary moments. Okay, so the first one I'll share is around body image. And this is actually one that happened to me just this morning. I was clearing my notifications in bed because hubby was generous enough to get up with the children. And I was just scrolling through my explore page on Instagram and saw several before and after photos. And sometimes your brain just subtly picks up on the fact that the before picture might look a little bit like you. And your brain goes, wait a minute, what is so wrong with the first picture that I need to have a second picture to show that I have changed and I'm not that, how could we want to be that first picture, you know? And that starts the shame spiral. That pushes on that shame trigger that we identified before, especially around body image for women and appearance and postpartum, losing weight and all of these things. And it really pushed into that trigger for me. And I have done a lot of work, a lot, a lot of work of recognizing, oh, that's triggering my shame. That's triggering these expectations others have that I need to look in and be a certain way. 
And I can kind of call it for what it is. That doesn't mean that in moments I don't get caught up in this shame storm because there are days I certainly do, especially if I'm tired, especially if it's the end of a long day and things like that. I have a harder time reining those thoughts in. But this morning, freshly rested and about to start my day, I can say that is somebody else's expectation of me and who I need to be. I am not a bad person because I don't look like the after photo. I am not unworthy or unlovable because I look like the before photo. I am good enough regardless of if I'm the before or the after. And we're going to work through a worksheet here together that helps you guys to practice that skill. Because remember, the core belief at the center of shame is that I am not good enough. I'm not worthy and I'm unlovable. So I need to be like the after photo. I need to be like the Pinterest mom. I need to be like whatever I think perfection is so that I can be worthy and lovable and accepted. And the reality is that you and I are worthy right now as we are. And truth be told, as soon as I came to this realization specifically about body weight and body image and that, you know, I'm worthy as I am, you know, extra weight postpartum and all, I stopped pursuing skinny I stopped pursuing the expectations of what other people had for me. And that's when Happy as a Mother was born. That's when my brain and my energy and my time was freed up to really live and walk out my purpose because I wasn't focused on the expectations of other people, but I was focused on really living out and and focusing my energy on the things that were important to me. So that's a bit of a drawn out example to say that shame creeps up about our body image in these subtle moments, especially, especially on social media when we start to compare ourselves to others. And let me tell you, you are just as worthy as any after photo. You do not need to compare yourself to people and you are lovable and you are worthy as you are right now. Okay, I'm going to get off my soapbox for a moment. Clearly, I'm really passionate about that topic. And we're going to move into another example about shame triggers and motherhood and how it kicks up a shame storm. Okay. Have you ever been correcting or disciplining your child and heard your mom or dad's voice come out of your mouth? And oftentimes... Uh, when when it triggers a shame storm, it's those words that you heard when you were younger that you swore you never wanted to say or do because they would make your child feel the way that you felt. And then you find yourself saying them or doing them. And I had an experience like this the other day where I said something similar to how my mom used to say it or dealt with the situation in a similar way. And it was like a flashback in that moment to how my mom used to say that and it used to make me feel embarrassed or small. And the guilt and shame in that moment that started to 
spiral and want to take over. It's interesting because I identified it and I talked it through with my husband and I knew it, but it was a very ingrained, strong knee-jerk reaction. And and it started to lead to a lot of self-loathing in the moment. Like, how could you do that? Like, you're not a good mom. These are the things that you always said that you weren't going to do. And it really starts to sink its teeth in. And I'm fortunate to know the skills to stop it and say, wait a minute, I am not going to let this shame, the seed of shame, really take strong root and grow and water it. It's as if these shame moments are like seeds and they try and plant themselves or they're really like weeds. They try and plant themselves. And the more we self-loathe and the more we chew on it and the more we focus on it and confirm it, the more we are watering that seed to grow into a deep rooted weed in our being, in our belief about ourselves. So in that moment, I stopped. I knew what I was feeling was shame. And I debriefed it with my husband and we talked it through. And he helped me to see that really, it was nothing like how I was raised. But I was just so sensitive to that, that I just did not want to repeat those same patterns of behavior. And we sorted it through. Some of you may not have partners to be able to do that, and I'm very aware that you're solo parenting or there's all different types of family dynamics out there. So I'm going to walk you through a worksheet here. We're going to talk it through because I want you to know that you can learn to recognize that that's a shame seed trying to plant itself, and you can learn to cut off the water source. That's what we have to learn to do. The shame seeds are going to fall. They're going to try and come. We're going to be triggered. Those are those triggers. Those triggers are seeds. They want to fall and they want to grow. And we can cut off their water source. They don't have to take a deep root. We don't have to believe them and water them and self-loathe and add to them and grow them. One of the most relentless mental loads is being the juggler of medical appointments. Researching doctors, reading reviews, making phone calls to book appointments, it's a lot of stress when you're already juggling so much invisible labor. That's what makes ZocDoc great for moms. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare hundreds of types of highly rated in-network doctors, including mental health providers, and instantly book appointments with them online. ZocDoc has doctors of all specialties, including therapists, psychiatrists, and psychologists with verified patient reviews so you can make sure they check all your boxes. You can find mental health providers who offer in-person appointments, virtual consults, or both, whatever works for you. The typical wait time to see a mental health provider booked on ZocDoc is just four days. Sometimes you can even book same-day appointments. Make juggling appointments easier with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash MomWell and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated therapist, psychiatrist, or psychologist today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash MomWell. ZocDoc.com slash MomWell. Want to get smarter about your health but feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction? We hear a lot about gut health, microbiomes, and other nutrition topics, but taking the time to research these is exhausting. 
and there's a lot of misinformation out there. The Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast makes it so much easier to get the information you need. With the help of world-leading scientists, the podcast gives you research-based information so you can make informed choices for yourself without pressure and guilt. People are loving Zoe Science and Nutrition. Listener Stephanie's Apple Review says the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast is a life-changing, science-based, myth-busting podcast. That's a must-listen for anyone who eats food and wants to understand how it affects their body. With the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast, you can join Stephanie and millions of others accessing quality information about their health. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Mealtime with kids can be stressful. But with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals, it can be a lot easier. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. No worrying about ingredients and nutrition, no prep, no mess, and no cooking while wrangling toddlers. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up for your springtime goals. Factor can even be tailored to your schedule. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Take the stress out of meals with Factor. Head to factormeals.com slash momwell50 and use code momwell50 to get 50% off your first box. And let's pull out our shame buster reflection journal sheet that is attached to day three as the download for the emails. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, you can head to happyasamother.co slash five days and join the email sequence. The downloads will be there. They'll be sent out to you each day, or you can just grab a pen and paper and follow along because I'm going to go by it bit by bit right now. All right, so I'm going to walk through this worksheet with the examples that I was just talking about, the body image example and the motherhood example, okay? So let's start with the motherhood example. The first thing that is so important for us to do when we're trying to process through this shame storm, this sinking feeling of just being flawed and unworthy in some way, is that we have to separate the choice that we have made from the person that we are. How we do this is, for example, I am not, is the first line, I am not a bad mom, right? Like the example I was just talking about, I am not a bad mom. I am a person who is learning to undo generational patterns, right? Or I am a person who is learning how to heal or is learning how to parent differently than my parents parented. Do you see the distinction there? I am not a bad mom. I am a person. I am a good person. I am a whole person. I am a worthy and valuable person who is learning to do things differently. That's a major distinction that comes back to our shame and guilt episode, okay? Next step is today I am proud of myself for. 
So this is in direct contrast to the shame storm because the shame storm wants you to water that shame seed with all the self-loathing mistakes that you can come up with that you can pull out of the hat, right? And to really shut it down and to just starve that seed out so that it can't grow, we are going to do the opposite. We are going to say, today, I am proud of myself for. I am proud of myself for the fact that I recognized that I didn't want to parent in that way. I am proud of myself for the fact that I acknowledged my child's needs and I put myself in their perspective to think about how they felt and whether their needs were being met in that moment. I'm proud of myself for wanting to do it differently. Okay, you get the gist, all the things that we're proud of ourselves for. And then we do a little bit of reflection about the day. So today I felt mom guilt and shame when... Well, when I had that conversation with my son in the car, or when I was short trying to get the kids in the bath at bedtime or whatever, you know, there are moments in the day that we may not always be proud of. The next question is when I felt guilt and shame, I thought, well, in the moment in the car on the way home, I thought, man, I'm just like my parents, you know, and that sparked a lot of guilt and shame when I thought that. The next step is, if my best friend felt this way, what would I tell them? And this is really where my husband came into play in that motherhood example that I was giving, is that he was that compassionate friend voice that said to me and reassured me that, no, you can't compare the two. They're not comparable. And this is what we're going to channel in our own like individual self is, how would I speak to my best friend about this, right? Like that's really the question. I would tell them, you are so thoughtful for even tuning into your kids' needs in that moment. That shows a level of courage to want to understand their perspective, to consider their needs and to do things differently, right? That would be the kind and compassionate words I would have for a friend. And those are the words that we need to turn inward on ourselves. And then lastly, the last part of the shame buster reflection is, okay, what is the intentional thought for the day? Now that we know that this has been a trigger, now that we know we felt all kinds of different shame and guilt, and we have a little bit of a compassionate statement for ourselves now that we have thought about how we would speak to a best friend in this way, the intentional thought for the day around this example might be, I am not my parents and I am capable of doing things differently or It takes time to heal and undo patterns, and I'm doing the best I can. Or, I'm human, and I'm on a journey to do better. Whatever that intentional thought is for the day, it is a reassuring core belief. It's really counteracting that I am unworthy belief. It's that, no, I'm human and I make mistakes. And you know what? I'm going to make a mistake again today and tomorrow and the next day because I'm human. And I expect that that will happen. But I know based on this shame buster reflection and on the practice that I have with not allowing these seeds to take root is that 
I won't be defined by these mistakes. They're not going to strike a chord in me that I am a bad or unworthy person. I'm going to see them for what they are. And they are weeds that are trying to plant themselves in my self-worth and in my belief about myself. And I'm going to stop them there and not allow them to take root, right? And I encourage you to do the same. And I want to walk you through being able to do the same because you are valuable, you are worthy, and you are a good mom. And you don't have to look the way that everyone else expects you to look, you know? I'm going to wrap up day two there because I want to keep these episodes short and digestible because I know we've got one each day. And I just thank you for joining me, for being on this journey with me. And I want to remind you guys that enrollment is open for the Mother Up Mentorship Program. The doors are only open until May 21st, and there is special founding member pricing for the first and 100 that enroll. And these are the types of things that I'm going to be walking the mentorship through. It's one thing to learn the skills. It's one thing to have the worksheet and to fill it out, but to be able to really learn the how and to walk it through and to practice and problem solve is challenging on your own. And this mentorship is meant to be that accountability. It's meant to be that community and collective of women who support each other through this. And I'm actually in the private Facebook group that we have. I'm going to be doing live Q&As even about this shame and guilt series. And I am accessible to you in that group, answering questions and helping you problem solve these things through. Uh, And even coming up and creating new worksheets if that's helpful or supporting you and applying these skills in whatever way uh, needed by the group. Because I know that healing is not a linear journey. It can be messy, but it's also so incredibly beautiful and freeing. And being on a journey uh, with women who can support each other in that is really special. So to learn more about the program, you can go to happyasamother.co slash motherup. That's happyasamother.co slash motherup. Or you can find me on Instagram and DM me or send me an email. I'm happy to answer your questions about it. And I hope to see you inside the mentorship program. I will be back here again tomorrow for day four. And we're going to talk about dealing with shame in the body and what it feels like. And uh, we're going to expand on that more tomorrow. Okay, we'll see you guys back here. Thanks so much for joining me. I can't even begin to tell you how happy and honored I am that you choose to spend your time here with me each week. If you're looking for the resources and things that we're discussing today's show, you can find them in the show notes, which is linked in the episode description, or you can head directly to happyasamother.co slash podcast and find all of the show notes there. If you're looking for support and connection with other moms, you can head over to facebook.com slash groups slash happy as a mother and join our Facebook community. This community is filled with women just like you and I who want to support and uplift one another through our postpartum journey. And until next episode, mama, I want you to know, keep showing up. You're doing a great job.
Settling is not an option for me. Everything I desire is already mine. What if you can have it all? Because every day is for the girls. Hello, hello. Welcome to For the Girls podcast, hosted by Victoria Alario, For the Girls Who Want More. Listening to For the Girls will have you ready to raise the bar, stop settling for the bare minimum, and start believing you can have it all and step into the 2.0 version of you. You can catch a new episode of For the Girls every Monday across all podcast platforms. Until next time, girls.